I think there's definitely been like a shift for people in the last sort of 18 months and possibly that's been triggered by COVID and what everybody's been going through but there definitely seems to be people in a very similar situation to me so they've either gone through exactly the same thing and they've already got themselves out of jobs or, or careers or businesses that they were no longer in alignment with. Welcome to the Bailiwick Express podcast. My name is Aaron Carpenter. Each week we'll shine a light on topics from across the Bailiwick. The format will change from week to week. We'll have debates, reviews, hot seat interviews and special guests. So stick with us as we tackle some of the most important issues we face in the Bailiwick. Lockdown was an opportunity for many in our community to pause, reflect and reevaluate things about their lives that they were struggling with. For Penelope Hope founder Nadia Newton, it brought about the realisation that the business owner and brand designer's personal life, health and happiness was suffering and that her work-life balance was out of kilter. Despite the growth of the brand to new heights, Nadia has reached the decision to bring her business to a close at the end of August. She came into the Bailiwick studio to discuss her business journey, the pitfalls facing people in her position and where it all started. I started the business back in 2014 and it was after having a career break to have children. So uh, my previous sort of career was in marketing and retail. So I worked um, after graduating from a retail management degree. I worked for Marks and Spencers locally. And then I went on to work for Specsavers in their marketing department. So um, yeah, I've got a kind of background in retail and marketing, which is obviously the perfect components to being able to run your own business. Um, but I also came from a design background. So that was where sort of like my passion really lay was actually in creating and designing. Um, so very artistic sort of background. So I gave up my career to have my children, had three. And uh, once, you know, the youngest was, you know, still a baby, I was thinking, right, okay, I'd love to have a career that worked around my schedule for them so that I could still be a really hands-on mum and be there for, you know, pickups and drop-offs and things, but have a business that kind of worked around them. So probably slightly naive because uh, when you have, own your own business, you never really switch off from it. So although you can do pickups and drop-offs, you're also cramming in every little minute of work whenever you can. So there was a lot of times when, you know, they were young that, and, you know, even still to this day, where I'm fitting in work at whatever hour of the day, sometimes late into the evening, just to get things done. During those early, those early days and those early months, there must have been, your day must have been so crammed with everything that comes with starting a business and obviously looking after your children. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, totally. Um, but it was exciting though, because, you know, this was my vision, this was my sort of dream business that I was creating. So I was kind of throwing myself into learning all about pattern design, textile design, but also going on a journey of learning about how to set up a whole brand, you know, and manufacture, we manufactured a lot of our own products. So there was a lot of research that went into finding the right suppliers to work with, the right factories, sourcing the right components. So yeah, it was it was a very demanding role, um, and you know, a lot over the years I have had support, and I've sort of outsourced various elements of the of the business. But very much it has been, yeah, <laughs> the majority has been done by me. And of everything that you learned from those early days, the the things that you encountered for the first time, the challenges, the what what are some of the messages that you'd maybe pass on to someone who was considering doing now what you did seven years yeah, ago? Yeah, so um, I'm a firm believer in in sort of having a dream and and going for it. 
because um, quite often you can sort of overthink things and um, yes it is hard work but I think that if you've got that kind of passion and that, like that burning desire inside of you to, to set up something then I do think that you absolutely have to go for it because um, although now I'm coming to the decision to wind my business down I also believe that it was the best thing that I ever did. So I do, I totally and utterly support people that are in that kind of, you know, deciding phase at the moment to absolutely go for it. And, you know, I've had some of the best years running the business. So um, I think that you've got to have a lot of confidence. You've got to have faith that your idea can work. Obviously, you've got to do some market research first as well to make sure that there is actually a viable business there. But I do think that you've just got to go for it and um, take it all by the horns and give something a shot. Because um, if you're enthusiastic and motivated, then you can, you know, you could, there's hurdles that you're going to have to jump. But you, you know, if you've got that kind of drive and that sort of desire, then I do believe that you can make it work. My nature is obviously to work very, very hard and put my put my all into it. Um, but I noticed that over the last couple of years, I was starting to burn myself out with that sort of with what the business required of me um, and so you know um, as a retail business normally you're sort of like Q4 which is you know your Christmas kind of period um, that is when you know for some businesses and particularly for mine about 40% of my sales came from the last two months of the year and so um, yeah it was like I was always working so hard doing workshops packing orders um, ordering in stock liaising with customers and actually quite often doing pop-ups and events and things. And I think that those months used to just completely wipe me out. So the beginning of the year, <laughs> the last three years, I've just been kind of a brain dead, sort of like zombie state of just total burnout. Do you have any idea of how much you were working every week? I would work throughout the school hours, um, you know, and so three o'clock I would then be picking picking up um, at least one of the sons and then taking them to activities. And so um, I was then back on mum duty. So between sort of like three-ish and, you know, tea time, bedtime, mum duty. And if I could like grab an hour here or there to pack another order or to order up some phone cases or do some sort of like marketing, then I would be doing that. So quite often I had my phone attached to me yeah. and um, I would be liaising with customers. And then once they were in bed, there might be another five hours worth of work and I would go to bed in the early hours of the morning. So that was very, that was very common like day for me would be to be putting those kind of hours in. Work has become in many ways a lot more accessible. It's obviously not just limited to the workplace anymore. Um, has that, for you, did that make it very difficult to, to shut out yeah. And to say, when you go home, you're at home. Oh, Cause... totally, totally. I think when it's your own business, it is really hard to set set boundaries. And customers, you know, especially when it, you do have this kind of online presence. And I very much have been running my business through social media as well. Um, and so people, you know, they, they want to message when it's convenient for them. And that's normally in the evenings and at the weekends. Um, when they're sitting on the sofa, you know, watching watching something on Netflix, they're then scrolling through their phone and ordering stuff. As a small business, I know that I could have probably set boundaries in and decided to not respond until the next morning, but I just couldn't help myself. And so I just found that I was always responding almost as soon as, as, soon as I could to customers. And um, so that it kind of blurred my home life and my work life together. Yeah, so I did, I did find that challenging. Were there any mechanisms that you use to help yourself to kind of wind down? Well, that was the thing. I think that was one of the problems is that I didn't really factor in enough of that for me. I didn't really give myself enough permission to look after my body and, you know, to have exercise, to just even go out for a walk, clear my head. It was kind of like the business pretty much came top 
alongside you know making sure that I was feeding the family at least <laughs> and um, and then slotting in the kid the kids sort of like activities and needs around that and so my needs kind of like came bottom of the pile yeah so um, yeah I definitely didn't really look after my own physical health and mental health so while pursuing this dream and investing so much in it perhaps you kind of left something of yourself behind along the way yeah I think so yeah um, I think also with the nature of the business I mean I built this up to be a creative outlet for myself and to showcase you know my sort of artistic talent but I think also what sort of evolved with the business is that you know I created this brand which has got quite um, a recognizable sort of identity the only trouble with that is that you've then got a box of you know this is what kind of designs that you can do for this image and so therefore I think that as the years went by I was kind of feeling almost a bit stifled by that because I couldn't just necessarily design anything that I wanted I had to sort of fit in with you know what was going to work for the business Um, but also I was quite often making like very commercial decisions and so I was thinking oh yeah you know I'd love to do this but actually I'm not really sure that would sell so I better do this because I know that will sell and um, and I'm sure that a lot of creative people in whatever line of work they do they have that battle of what would really come from within as opposed to what the market wants, you know, and what will sell. So, um, you know, working for Marks and Spencers and Specsavers were leading examples of, you know, businesses that have done amazingly well, but being very commercial, making very commercial decisions. And so I think that that was one of the things that just wasn't sitting right for me was that I, I felt like that artist side of me was just being really repressed and I was, you know, producing things that I didn't really... You know, they, they, you know, I was happy, they looked good and everything, but I just, I don't know, there was just some sort of disconnect with um, what, I, what I maybe wanted to produce. You set it up in the first place to help fulfil a creative need. Do you yeah. feel like that was being left? Well, no, exactly, that was being neglected because I spent the majority of my time on all of the running of the business. And so, you know, the, um, the admin side of things, the, you know, even just packing orders and liaising with customers is like a full-time job in itself. And, you know, ordering stock. I just had very little time left to do any designing, but also because I wasn't sort of filling my cup and, you know, kind of giving myself any time and I was exhausted most of the time, I wasn't then in a position where I actually felt like I could be creative. Right. So it was a double-edged sword. And what support did you have with the running of the business itself? So over the years, I've had uh, various different part-time members of staff, which have been absolutely fantastic. Um, But that would normally, people that I was employing were helping more on a sort of sewing perspective or workshops. You know, I had had a fantastic um, lady that helped me for a few years on more sort of strategy and analytics and marketing. But she left uh, sort of like the beginning of last year when sort of COVID hit. Um, she had a young family as well so yeah so but so really the yeah the support that I could have done with I mean if I'd found a business partner that could have managed the running of the business and I could have done the design and the creative side of things and that would have been the perfect scenario but unfortunately I never found that person yeah do you envisage that there still would have been um a kind of a trade-off that you'd have had to make with the creative side of things even if that had have happened yeah I think so I think that is the trouble yeah I think that yeah to build a brand and to you know to there's always going to be that balance I think of commerciality over original creation 
and so with the, with all that, um, all things considered, you're going to be closing the brand or ending the brand at the end of August. Yes, I am. Yeah. So I decided that I'd give my customers sort of like a three month warning yeah. <laughs> so that they could get their last little fix of, you know, colourful Penelope Hope products before we close. So at the moment we're running a big sale. So we will be clearing out all of our stock, but we're also allowing people to order in phone cases and luggage and watch straps and bathers. And so some of our most pop- popular products that we can still with our supplier we can still order those in and since you announced that um what's the reaction been like has there been an outpouring of um kind of messages from people in a similar position to yourself oh yeah yeah i've had the most fantastic response really from customers from friends from even people that i don't really know very well that have sort of you know seen my blog post they've seen my video and they've just wanted to reach out just to show their support and um, I think there's definitely been like a shift for people in the last sort of 18 months and possibly that's been triggered by Covid and what everybody's been going through but there definitely seems to be people in a very similar situation to me so they've either gone through exactly the same thing and they've already got themselves out of jobs or, or careers or businesses that they were no longer in alignment with or they're in that situation right now and they you know, saw my message and were like, right, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going through this too. So I think that, you know, it might have even, I might have even created a bit of a snowball <laughs> effect here where, yeah, you know, I've spent the last seven, eight years or whatever building this business up, but actually I have kind of done the work um, looking, you know, at my life and really feeling into how I am and decided that this is no longer suiting me and no longer in alignment. It's not bringing me that joy and happiness that it once did. So rather than just sort of like bumble along and accept that, you know, oh, you know, I'm stuck in this position, but not be happy, I thought I need to change something now, you know? So, um, yeah, so I think that other people are in that same situation. So I've said that I'm always here if anybody wants to have a coffee and a chat and sort of, you know, just get a bit of motivation to go either one way or the other, then they can talk to me. It's important to be open about that, isn't it? Totally. Yeah, yeah. And so, kind of lastly, what does the future hold potentially for for Nadia Newton? Oh well, so yeah, a lot of people have been asking me that, and um, I I just want to get back to my creative roots, and so I'm kind of giving it, going to give myself a bit of time off once the, once the end of the summer. I'm going to give myself a bit of a break and um, just reconnect with myself and actually get back into my creative pursuits. I want to paint. Um, I've had you know burning desire to sort of paint big abstract paintings for a while so I want to explore that avenue and yeah just do sort of like things that bring me that joy and happiness again. Thank you for listening to the Bailey Express podcast. The title track was Shift My Weight by Luno. If you enjoyed it please like and share. You can find us online, on social, on email and internet radio. There'll be more from me, Aaron Carpenter, and the rest of the Bedwick Express news team next week.